Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Clash of the Titles, the podcast that sees two movies with something in common go head-to-head to see which one does it better. And welcome to part two of this week's Merry Clashmas holiday season countdown. So on Monday, we joined the crowds in NYC to witness a miracle on 34th Street as an in-store Santa proved to be the genuine article, maybe. But today, we're visiting another grotto, or should that be grotty, as alcoholic, pants-wetting safecracker Billy Bob Thornton says ding-dong anally on high in 2003's Bad Santa. When it came to holiday spirit... The who's here? It's Santa. I'm on my lunch break, okay? Willie's never had it. Not real. Well, it was real. I got sick and all the hair fell out. How'd you get sick? I loved a woman that wasn't clean. Mrs. Santa? No, it was her sister. Oh, no. But he's gonna get it. You're that kid. Where's your sleigh? It's in the shop. Where's the reindeer? I stable them. Where's the stable? Next to the shop. How do they sleep? Are you messing with me? we'll have a winner at the end of the show but which film will it be let's find out it's clash of the titles merry clashmas holiday season countdown release the kraken Apologies if you're listening to this one with your kids. <laughs> <laughs> I figured it's the bad Santa episode. Agreed. Like yes. the gloves are off. There All is no way. Off, yeah. There's no way of talking about it otherwise. Hello, Clash Putters. Should I fix you some sandwiches? I'm Alex Zane. I'm Vicky Crumpton. I'm Chris Tilly. Oh, Merry Clashmas, both of you. Thanks. How are you doing? Really well. Excellent. Your cough's cleared up. Has it? <laughs> yeah, you sound a lot more sprightly. Thanks. Mm, lovely. And Chris, yep. werewolves, not... Swearwolves. Swearwolves. Werewolves, not swearwolves. What's that from? What We Do in the Shadows. Oh. You're, he's reading my T-shirt list. Oh. Alex is having some kind of stroke. <laughs> <laughs> right, very quickly, if you haven't subscribed to us, if you would be kind enough to do that on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, it'd be massively appreciated by the three of us. And if you are able to give us a little rating and review, that would be awesome too. And if you do give us a review, it might be read out on the show by Chris Tilly, a.k.a. Chris Thrilly, which sounds a bit like this. This is from the Notorious TC, who says... It's been quite a few years since I found a new film podcast worth listening to. Clash of the Titles is the perfect balance of humorous tangents mixed with insightful commentary. Five stars. Lovely. That's nice. Simple, to the point, and positive. That's what we like. <laughs> it's what you like. <laughs> you like you like things very simple and to the point. I like funny ones as well. No, but that, was a, that was good. That was great. Thank Love you, that. Notorious TC. Thank you, Notorious TC. Right, Chris's choices this week, which means on Monday, I watched Santa assault someone on Miracle on 34th Street. But if you thought that was bad, well, today V is going to show you the true meaning of the word V. Take us on a journey. Do you like drinking, bum sex and berating kids? Yep. Bad Santa does. <laughs> <laughs> if you were into all those things and were bottoming out, no pun intended, on a downward spiral, wrecking your life because you hate yourself, do you think you'd be able to turn that into a story? Bad Santa doesn't. Instead, opting for a series of identical vignettes where Billy Bob Thornton gets drunk, insults children, pisses himself, his elf sidekick becomes annoyed with his lack of professionalism but gets over it, they rob a department store, repeat. 
I nearly forgot the sexy barmaid, who I'm fairly sure is never referred to by name, not once in 90 <laughs> minutes. But at least some plot happens to her because bafflingly, she's made ward of a troubled child because a thief told the police she's good at it and that was enough. But then this is a police force that will let you off absolutely scot-free from a life of crime if you write a letter telling the police all about your life of crime or something. <laughs> She's called Mrs. Do you know her name? Mrs. Sue. Sue. No one says Sue. Hi, Sue. Thanks for coming. No. Mrs. Santa's sister. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Um, I have seen this film once before. Um, and I do like, and I do like, I like Billy Bob Thornton in everything, and I do like him in this. But as I may have alluded to, I do find it a bit of a difficult watch because I think it's actually quite hard to write a script which has got all these really obvious story elements lying around, such as a heist. There are two buddy comedies hiding in here with an elf and with a kid. But the writers are like, nah, fuck it. We'll just sort of string this thing together. I think it's impressive to be able to avoid story in that way. <laughs> <laughs> wow. There you go. When did you first see Bad Santa? Can't remember when I first saw it, but I've seen it twice. Uh, this was the third time and I've loved it all three times. Um, although I will say on this occasion, because I watched these back to back, this is a really upsetting film to watch after watching Miracle on 34th Street. <laughs> to see, like, the, what we were talking about on Monday with the deaf girl and Richard Attenborough yes. and how magical that moment is. And then you watch what Billy Bob Thornton is like with these kids. Oh. It's like, it's it's actually, it makes this 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 less of a fun movie because you're like, it's too much. Yeah. It's too much too early. Yeah, what about you? I didn't see this when it came out and I was sort of saving it because it really looked like something I would enjoy. And I was saving it till the perfect Christmas night when I was just the right Mary. And that was about seven or eight years ago and I watched it and I didn't like it as much as I thought I was going to. Mm. There was some about it that didn't click I don't know if it was I didn't like watching this time I was thinking it might have something to do with Billy Thorn- Billy Bob Thornton and not particularly liking him in the role mm. um, but even though I think he does a good job I just can never warm to him and I think I might have liked a different actor who I could warm to by the end of the story okay. but it, so it was interesting giving it a second go round when I was sober I I watched it on a hangover this time and it is not a great movie to watch on a hangover mm. because when he's drinking and the amount he drinks, it, you just feel so sick yeah. for the whole 90 <laughs> yeah. minutes because you're like, oh, oh, this is too much. <laughs> and especially now I know that most days he was either drunk or hungover he was, on yeah. set. It's like, oh, wow. <laughs> was he really? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's method and he likes a drink. Oh, yeah. I interviewed him once in Cannes. uh... Is he very charismatic? (laughs) Yes, he is. He is. But I sort of sat down to interview him and he went, went, can you move your head to the left a bit? I was like, yeah, sorry. He's like, thank you. There's some fantastic ass behind you. Oh, Oh, no. No, no, no. Billy. (laughs) I think he was joking. I hope he was joking. You have got a big head. (laughs) You didn't look Can you to move check. your massive head, please? <laughs> no, I was really nervous. You know, you saw Can is so stressful anyway. It's like, yeah. you've got two minutes with Billy Bob. Well, he's also famously horrible to people in interviews. Oh, is he? Oh, yeah. That's the only time I did him, and I think he was just like, he had a cocktail in his hand on a fucking promenade in Can. He was over the moon. Yeah, happy days. He's bad Santa. Is he really? Um, let me tell you about this film. Um, it starts, I would say, unbelievably, given how it turned out, with the Cohen brothers. They tell writer John Requa, they've got an idea about a Santa who drinks beer and stuff. I think it's interesting. I remember when this came out and that was a big deal. Like, this is bad Santa and that's so shocking. But the idea of bad Santa has been with us. I just, it's no one's like spun that out into a, I mean, they haven't written a fucking story in fairness, but no one's spun it out into a film. So, Tony in Miracle on Foot, he's a bad Santa. There's a bad Santa in Home Alone as well. So, this idea that of a drink, you know, how. A sacrilegious it is mm. to have this drinking Santa, but they wanted to make a full film about There's it. There's a billion of them on YouTube. Right. Yeah, we made an entire <laughs> show out of drunk Santas once. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so um, John Recker and Glenn Ficarra write, their words, a very crass script, and they have James Gandolfini in mind, and other names mentioned later on. Bill Murray was very definitely kind of attached, but the story goes, you know, he's a bit flaky, and mm. so he became unattached. It's that answering machine message the thing that yeah. he does. He mm. doesn't have an agent. People ring up and leave yeah. messages for him. He missed out on something that he really wanted to do. I can't remember. They what. Went, there was an article in The Guardian that was like, Bill Murray's going to do it. It's like, we are announcing this is happening, and then it didn't happen. Um, they also went after Jack Nicholson, Robert De Niro, and according to Billy Bob Thornton, Sean Penn and Nicolas Cage were considered. I, would, I think Nicolas Cage is a brilliant idea. 
And I, I like Billy Bob Thornton a lot, but I think that would have been brilliant. Do you, do you, when you say you'd have liked to have seen someone different in the role, do you mean someone who might have a bit more warmth at the end? Yeah, I, maybe I just there's something about Billy Bob Thornton that I don't like, and I feel different about James Gandolfini and Bill Murray. I think they have an innate warmth beneath but the surface it, that I think would have worked. You see, I, I, I know what you mean, but I think if you see Bill Murray doing this, you're like, yeah. It's too obvious, it's maybe. Just, it's Bill yeah. Murray doing exactly what Bill Murray does, and you know that character from start to finish. I think Billy Bob Thornton really works in this because it feels very real. Yeah, and I feels... think that's the problem I've got, is it feels too real, and I don't really like him as a man, knowing what I know about him, and so I don't really enjoy watching him. I don't know. I think there's something. This is such a visceral experience because of him. Like I think it, it's... It feels like it gets under your skin. It's like it's horrible, like genuinely horrible in parts, which make the nice bits mm. so much nicer. It sounds like it was horrible working with him as well on this one. Terry Zwigoff has said, I don't, I don't, he said, I don't bask in the memory of working with Billy Bob yeah, Thornton, but, but we got what we needed. Yeah. Oh, wow. And Terry Zwigoff didn't do the end. All the nice stuff you like with someone else. Oh, really? Because he was gone by mm. then. Yeah. Um, uh, Bob Weinstein, I'll, I'll get there. Let me tell you. Let All me tell right. you what. Yeah, happened. yeah. So, the Coens decide they don't want to direct it. Universal then pass on it. So it ends up with Bob Weinstein, who at the time it was for Miramax. Uh, Bob Weinstein said to a Universal executive, why'd you guys pass on it? And he said, it was the most foul, disgusting, misogynistic, anti-Christmas, anti-children thing we could imagine. Mr. Weinstein recalled That's exactly why I bought it. <laughs> Great. Um, so like a bit about casting. So um, Tony Cox as Marcus. This, so this is, a. I mean, I don't like this quote one bit. So he reads for Terry Zwigoff. He loves it. And he says, good news, bad news. The good news is that was a great reading. The bad news is this role wasn't written for an African-American. What the fuck is that supposed to mean? Jesus. It's written for a fucking elf. <laughs> like, if you like him, you like him. Like, I don't I don't get that. So anyway, that's that's in an interview if you want to read that for yourself. Yeah, and, and what's great about this film and what makes this background complicated is every few years, Terry Zweigoff does an interview where he says more about this and that really pissed him off as, as you said he said that I don't think the overriding idea of this character is that he's white it's the fact that he's three foot six inches yes yeah you it's know? madness <laughs> and, and, and he liked Tony Cox and they didn't basically I mean the thing is there's a quote from there's a quote from Terry Zweigoff with the Cohen not from the Cohen's directly but saying that the Cohen's didn't like him so they show the Cohen's the audition and they said Terry says we, we don't like him we hate him I don't know why and I can't, you know, I didn't find a quote where they said that directly. So okay. Um, then you've got Brett Kelly as now. I, I'm not. This film is tricky for me, but the name Thurman Merman. I can't <laughs> say without laughing. I wish that, they, they should have cast Logan Lerman as Thurman. <laughs> it's just genius. I know that my sense of humor you know, it hasn't changed that much, but it's the first time I watched um, Meet the Parents when he's like the fucker. Like all that. I've just laughed my ass. Gay Lord Fokker. That's just yeah. fucking hilarious. <laughs> Yeah. So Thurman Merman, I admire for his <laughs> restraint because it's not Gaylord fucker, but it's very, very, very funny. And they save it till the end. It's only in the yeah. fight, it's only at the very end that you actually find out his name. That's yeah. your name. And Thurman then his, yeah, his reaction is just like Jesus. It's so good. So a little uh, bit of trivia. Thurman Merman, Brett Kelly, he, uh, just before shooting, he had chicken pox. Billy Bob Thornton had never had chicken pox at this point. Weird. Um, and so they said to Brett Kelly, if he could get a doctor's note saying he wasn't contagious, he could do the movie. And then in his words, he said, I did a little shopping around to get a doctor's note, which is nice. <laughs> yeah, because he was in danger of losing the role because the Coens wanted the kid from Two and a Half Men. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's an interesting one. And so well, it would have been cuter. They, 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 they had a cuter kid in mind. Yeah, okay. but Terry Zweigoff wanted him because of the sort of otherworldly weirdness kind of thing. He's great. He's really no, good. Yeah. yeah, really good. He's still working today as well. Is he? Mm, yeah, I did a little bit of digging. You know, because you're like, I've only really seen him in this and Bad Santa 2. Mm. And he disappeared for a while to go to uni, but now he's in a Canadian TV show that launched in September called Family Law. Good for him. Mm, yeah, he's doing all right. Uh, so we have Lauren Graham as Sue. I didn't know she was called Sue until I read some interviews. <laughs> um, she, she to get the job, she had to audition where she doing the scene where she straddles Billy Bob Thornton, so she humped a chair. She says, "Got the role, great." Um, so this is the thing I was talking about about uh, Terry Zweigoff not doing the ending. They do some screenings, 
And John Recker, one of the writers, the quote said, the audience went ape, but they gave it a terrible score. They were like, this thing needs to be buried in a hole. (laughs) (laughs) Which is amazing. So they loved it, but they were like, but no one should watch this because it's so upsetting. Because Terry Zweigoff filmed the script, which was dark, 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 no redemption, nothing. So do you know what the ending was in that original script? No, I don't. Um, But Bob Weinstein (laughs) said to Terry, we're not trying to ruin your movie, but there's absolutely no heart in it. So Terry Zwagoff is is gone then. (laughs) So they get... There's a funny quote from him uh, when they wanted to change it. He said, the studio wanted to mess with it and make it more mainstream and pour some fake sentiment on it for the people that stumble around the mall. Mm. Go to Target someday and look at who your target audience is. Look at the people who are out there going Mm. to films and you realise you are totally fucked. You don't want to do anything these people like. <laughs> yeah. I was reading about what did he do? He did accident or no, oh, something art school confidential, one of his recent movies that totally bombed. And and he said, I mean, I know people gave it a negative score and people, you know, it didn't make any money at the box office, but I know for certain it's a lot it's better than a lot of the dreck out there. Yeah, fucking basically. Yeah. I haven't seen because he does screenings of his original cut, which I haven't seen. Well his so director's can... cut his director's cut is out. Yeah. Um, I will talk about that at the end, but I, the, the, he did. The original ending was shot. Yeah, okay. it's in the film. We'll get to it. Are you all going to tell us then? Yeah, it's in the film. They shot it. They added extra scenes, so they included. So with Todd Phillips, they did the the scene where they teach Thurman how to box. Right. Whatever. Uh, they added in the advent calendar stuff. Oh, that's great. That those stuff are, is good, yeah. In fact, those two bits I, I've written down it as key moments. I don't like the bots, but the advent calendar definitely works, definitely. Yeah. And they they pace the sort of the beats of that really well as mm. well. And to considering it was sort of inserted. Um and so <laughs> two last things. It was the sleeper hit of two thousand and three. It earned seventy six point five million in uh what was called the Czech Republic. The movie is called Santa is a pervert, which is nice. <laughs> <laughs> I quite like also true uh, right then shall we talk about the film yeah yeah. alright so we're in a respectable bar but we've got a bad Santa um, Willie's been in prison once married twice so now voiceover for a story as in here is where we are is one thing voiceover for your character and for the story is quite another and this does not get a pass so he's like here I am I'm bad Santa my dad was awful I'm becoming my dad by the way I hate myself by the way it's like you can't what the you can't do that and yet I think it's important because in the director's cut there's no voiceover he didn't want a voiceover he didn't shoot a voiceover he shot the scene good man and so you've got that whole sequence without anything without you you don't hear anything apart from the noises in the bar and it it makes him much more sad and much more sympathetic a character the voiceover does uh no the not Without. having the voiceover oh, okay. because he just looks so sad so yeah. i think that voiceover gives quite important context to this character 100% it does but you should film the story that lets you in on those things or whatever loads of films start with voiceover it's my problem but I if just you like are- a seat at a bar I realised that the other day. I much mm. prefer sitting at a bar. Oh, me too. Than sitting. Yeah. sitting That's on why we floor. like, you know, Slim Jim's down the road. Because we oh. sit. I sit at the bar there. Yeah. It's great. It's great. I love sitting at a bar. So I was quite envious of him sitting there. There's Even though he's all by himself. Yeah, I'm happy with that. <laughs> I prefer that. <laughs> I think as well, if you're going to have the voiceover, he's like this thing about his dad because it's in the VO at the start. It's like, well, that must be really important because otherwise, why would you bother to tell me? And so, are we going to be on this story of self-discovery via? Some conflicting decisions relating to your upbringing. No, it's just we, a thing. We know, we know. He's sort of like he's not a very good in inverted commas father to Thurman, but then he starts to be. So yeah, he learns from like how his dad was and realizes that he's become his dad. Does he? I took that from it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I only need broad strokes. You know, that's me. true. And also, it is important. I mean, the voiceover again. Just loading you with tons of information. His daddy did teach him how to break a safe, which is important. So there we go. So the safe breaking is handy because after a shift in a department store, he's going to rob the shit out of it, aided by his sidekick, Marcus. So and the pit, we just established what a bad Santa he is. He, and he pisses himself. And that's quite shocking. Mm. But fine to go early on it. Whatever. It's called bad Santa. I get it. But it's repeated later. So I think... Yeah, you only get one You only get one piss. Or, and I hate to say it, you got to build. So these filmmakers don't seem shy. So why does he not shit himself? <laughs> <laughs> 100%. 100%. Like, Good. gross thing to say, but you can't just repeat. 
Can I, you? I, I like when he very bored. He says a bike. Wow, that's a new one. <laughs> <laughs> My favourite of all the gifts is the kid who goes, "I want a Fraggle stick car," and he's like, "The fuck is that?" <laughs> so when we were doing Miracle, and you were saying you had to replay a bit because you couldn't un- you couldn't figure out what the kid was saying. I thought I got confused. This is I was like, I can't, "What is a Fraggle stick car?" <laughs> I know what fraggles are, but what's yeah. a stick car? I have no idea. Is he? Just, I thought he was just throwing words at you yeah, just to I piss, think... piss him off, basically. Mm. Yeah. Maybe it's one of those cars that has a stick out the back that you push around. No, I think Ricky's right. Okay. Okay. Uh, so anyway, so Willie, he has got a thing for the drink. Um, so even after this, he's got this one last job and then he's got his pledge to go to Miami and he's going to open a bar. And it is funny. We open in Miami and it looks like he's running a bar, but he's not. He's just like, but he's robbing booze and he's living hand to mouth and living day to day. I think the boozing, I didn't watch it with a hangover. And it's more realistic that he just drinks at quite a constant level. But maybe you want to try building the booze in a little bit because Marcus gets pissed off with him. You're drinking too much. You're losing your touch. But he's the same throughout. He drinks more or less the same to my eyes. Like he drinks too much. Yeah, he sometimes he. I, uh, I think it's quite realistic, though. Isn't yeah, it, it is because, much more realistic because people right. don't tend to do that. Yeah, he sort of has good days and bad days. Yeah. Days when he's drunk too much. Days when he hasn't. But he's yeah, he's pissed. Which around. is the, which is the same as Billy Bob Thornton on set. Right. Yeah, he said I had days where I was drunk and days where I was hungover. So, but the you know the, the the what I was saying before about the repeated vignettes. Marcus gets annoyed with him. You're drinking too much. You're not being professional. You're going to ruin this for everybody. But he doesn't ever get sloppy. Like he's rude, mm. and he nearly gets fired a few times. But in terms of like, so the next thing we see is they rob you know, robbing another safe in someone's house. You know, he's like trawling around yeah. Miami. But I think that's only half the uh, half the uh, whatever you call it the, the the scam, the heist, the plan. It's uh, half of it is the actual safe cracking, but the other half is being a, con- a convincing in store sound. To, sure. to get to Christmas Eve when they can then rob the safe and that's what he's sloppy at because mm. he punches the fucking head off a donkey yeah but he's always sloppy at it when you when you open he's not good at it no he doesn't get worse at it does he no but you were it's in the script it says like you know they've been doing it for seven years so you imagine that there was a point where he wasn't like this sure but okay. you know this is like the, the two in a row it has to be the the one before the penultimate one and the and the one that we're going to see yeah, at the okay. end I mean maybe um, so the, I don't know why this upset me so much, but the fact, but in the drink, the chicken leg down the low oh. that really upset me. That should I know it all ends up there anyway, but it just really, really upset me. It was him drinking a beer with a fag butt in it. I, Have you I, ever done it by accident? I, that's why it's it's, it's, it's yeah. muscle memory. I'm like, oh, I've never done it, but I've come very close. Yeah. I think I didn't do it because I remembered you did do it. I mean, I don't know why it upsets me so much because I'm like, well, I've saved time. It's my cigarette, so. <laughs> I've smoked that and now yeah. I'm just drinking the ash. So yeah. I've got to a point where I can't drink a pint without a cigarette in it. <laughs> uh, so then we're off to... Fe- Actually, let's have a break and then we'll go to Phoenix. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So, we're in Phoenix. This is, I mean, so. I feel like we're role-playing. Yeah, so, so we're, we're in, in Phoenix. Phoenix. <laughs> Chris is sunburnt. <laughs> Alex, you look cool. <laughs> 
<laughs> Why am what, I sunburned? What, having to like fluff your ego even during roleplay? What is wrong with you? What do you mean even during roleplay? <laughs> yes, during roleplay is when I get my ego fluffed. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what it's supposed to be, is it? Actually, I don't know. Sorry, shut up. Um, so we've got John Ritter. We love John Ritter oh. as the store manager. He's reporting Willie to Bernie Mac, who's the head of security, because Willie said fuck stick. That's fine. It's funny. I mean, I don't want to be mean about John Ritter and Bernie Mac because obviously they're both brilliant, but I don't think these scenes land for me the way I think they want I to. I agree. Yeah, okay, they're not good. very good. <laughs> they're great. They're not that good. They're great because it's just, it's so hot. Like, I, like it, you've got Billy Bob Thornton, who's like this repulsive character anyway, but it's like, then you've got like Bernie Mac and just, I mean, I smoke, but watching him smoke mm. makes me want to give up. Yeah. And then the way he sucks, like the juice out of a slice of an orange. Then when you see his teeth and they're all stained and like from the smoking, it's just like he's such like a hideous creation. I will say, like this whole idea of him being a cowboy, I didn't really pick up on like no? until the end where it's like I'm gonna go buy a ranch no, and it's sort of like that. oh because he's a cowboy and then like the manicure thing is sort of like. That doesn't really fit with anything. Nah, the pedicure before, isn't sorry, funny. The pedicure. Yeah. It's not funny. I mean, but hit, uh, there's something so offbeat about the humour in this that I quite like it. I, I, I find it, I find it, I find that I have a reaction to it that while it might not be laughter, which I guess you could argue, well, it's a comedy, so you should be laughing. It stays with you. Yeah. Like the way Bernie Mac portrays that character is just so like, Oh. I would say that I think if I know that this film is like on people's sort of regular viewing at Christmas I think if I watched it once a year which I've got no aversion to doing I would start to see that it was hilarious those scenes but having seen it twice it's just like oh, I don't know it feels like an improv gone wrong kind of thing okay a little bit I just I, I actually wrote down two greats at the best really yeah Jesus <laughs> so anyway so we've got a bit of a repetition again Willie drinks he insults some kids we meet who we will later know by name as Thurman Merman <laughs> he, loved um, a, he loved a woman who wasn't clean <laughs> <laughs> that whole conversation it's the bit where the kid just keeps asking questions and he's go, he goes so what's the North Pole like and yeah. goes, it's like the suburbs and he's like which one? Like, <laughs> Apache Junction. What the fuck do you care? <laughs> so then let's meet Sue, played by Lauren Grain. Who's Sue? So the thing is, she's a barmaid who's into him. That's whatever, fine. But that really is it. Like nothing else. Nothing else. She's got a thing about Santa's. But she's also a barmaid and she's buying him. I thought she was like like some sort of con. Like she was like, I'll get you pissed and then I'll rob you or whatever. But she's like, she works in a pub and she's giving him free booze. Is that right? Well, have you never... God, you need to up your game at being nice to bar staff. <laughs> that happens a lot. If you get on with bar staff, they'll be like, yeah, all right, yeah, I'll get you a drink. Okay. She likes to drink, she likes to shag, and I think I want to marry her. You don't know her name, I suppose. It doesn't so, matter, does it? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um, they don't, I like that they... I mean, they don't give her a lot of character, but equally, they don't sort of demonise her as well. She just does her thing and gets off. And Yeah, that's fine. I don't mind that at all. I do not mind that she's like, I've got a thing for Father Christmas because I've got questionable sort of... maybe some father issues whatever that's great whatever but no one says a fucking name and it's because they didn't think it was important and it is important why do you think she's got father issues um, she says it doesn't she, she, does she? I think okay. she does I think she says something about something to do with my dad and Christmas no, no, she, does. Kid, she yeah. says it, he didn't like Christmas or something so she's doing it to like fuck him oh, that's basically filthy <laughs> <laughs> so anyway this bit I'm a little bit unsure of but after Willie meets Sue He's in the car park. Yep. Does someone try and rape him? Yes. Okay. I thought that's what I was seeing, but I just wasn't sure. I'm no, I'm not offended. H- H- but I just... Hindustani troublemaker is the name of the character. Yeah, great. So let's talk about this scene because <laughs> I think the, I think this is going to boil down to. I see. I'm going to do myself. <laughs> Basically, oh, go, on, no, go on. Carry on. No, because to me, it's like you're the writers of this, and you're like, we need. Uh, we need a scene whereby Thurman yeah. meets Willie outside of the shopping mall and then Willie has to drive him home. Mm-hmm. So, unusual choice. Let's spitball this. Let's go, yeah. And this is what they came mm. up with. Uh, Willie nearly gets anally raped and the kid saves him. It's like, cool, put it down. Great. That is an interesting way to write a movie. Unfortunately, I want to say right now, that's why this film's good because they just fucking went for it. 
I don't. I think this scene stands out as a bad scene. Yes. I don't. I don't really get like this scene What's at all. What's going on? I think it's the bit where he's like, "I fought you people in Vietnam," and you're like, "Like Willie's not. Yeah. Willie's not been racist before. Yes. And it's the only time where I guess even with all his abhorrent behaviour, yeah, he's actually sort of crossed the line. Yeah. So I, this scene doesn't sit well with me. Yeah. Fair enough. And I tolerate. Everything else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just didn't get what was going on. I didn't know if he was being attacked or if he was being, if it was an attempted rape. Okay. So, yeah. Um, it's just such a weird scene, though. It's like this guy, it like comes up to him and goes, I'm not gay. Mm. And yeah. like that, that, He's a self loathing gay man, right. yeah. isn't it? Who's taking out his aggression. Yes. And it's, yes, it's a strange. Uh, moment of humour. It's just all the ways you could put the kid and Willie together in a car park and that's what you come up with. There are loads of ways, mm. yeah. Um, so a little bit of story. So like you say, he drives him home, he gets to see the house and he gets to rob it. So then back to the store. So <laughs> John Ritter tries to have, no, tries to fire the pair of them for Billy Bob Thornton having sex with someone in the ladies' changing room. Okay, I get that. Is that Sue? I don't think it is actually. Right, okay. I don't know why I don't think it is. Isn't it because they say it's a larger person? I mean, that's hilarious, isn't it? Like, they, they mine the shit out of that for comedy. Mm. I don't know. I mean, also, it's a plus-size changing room. It's just a bigger changing room. Might not be a bigger lady. <laughs> like, there's just, they're just a bit yeah, more Yeah, right, you're right. So maybe it is Sue and they've just... Yeah, I think, it, I think it's meant to be. Yeah. Because he's not... An, he went like, two times Sue. <laughs> not that kind of guy. <laughs> but also, but she's like... There's not that many people who are going to want to. Although it's that's another weird thing. Like he seems to have a way with like more than one woman. Yeah. He's a bad boy. Mm, I think they do like He's the ultimate bad boy. They do like us. <laughs> <laughs> oh bless you. He wishes. He? he wishes. Yeah. You're not going to shit right sure. for a month. Those, those, those bad boys in their tight jeans. <laughs> I don't know how he can get it up. I mean, it's just whatever. He can still, so the booze doesn't do that to him. So the thing is... Are we talking about the movie or me? (laughs) (laughs) Whatever you think. Um, John Ritter loses his nerve because Marcus raises there will be a perception that he's fired a little person of colour. Which, fine, that works for the scene. And and those jokes are all from The Office from two years before. Yeah. Yeah. That that feels tired. David Brent, yeah. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure you could still fire Billy Bob for public indecency. Like, you're not allowed to have sex with someone in a changing room. That's a fact. So I think you could still get rid of him without getting rid of Marcus. I mean, isn't this... This is the the plot point, though, because Bernie Mac does say, I'm going to go investigate him. Yeah. And then he doesn't report back anything because, obviously, he wants part of the... He wants in on it, yeah. yeah. Which I which I like because that's like some story mm. might be happening. So then the the cops are on to Willie for some reason just to get him to stay at Thurman Merman's house. Marcus is annoyed with him again. And that's Bernie like, Mac though. That's not the actual cops. Oh, I yeah. see. I missed that. Yeah. So I really like. It's it's a shame because it's repetition, but it, I think Tony Cox does a really brilliant job of this, like just railing at Willie. And just saying to him, your soul is dog shit and every single thing about you is ugly. Which I think is brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> it's very, very funny. But, you know, I, I, was, I stopped the film at this point. And I was like, we're more than halfway in. There is no discernible plot to me. Like, where are we? Are we in a buddy movie? Are we in a heist? There's not even really, because you're not sure what's going on with oh. Bernie Mac, there's no antagonist at this point. The story is, these two guys, they want to rob the store, and as far as you're aware, no one is going to stop them. They're going to rob the store, yeah, yeah. that's not a story. That's a thing that's going to happen. Where's the conflict? But you've seen movies which are about a guy falling apart. Like, you know, uh, like, I, I think the, the story... <sighs> I guess the story take plays second fiddle to the performance of Billy Bob and just the the idea that you're just watching this man. I think, I, I mean, I, I say this and I'm happy with the story. Like to me, this movie like adds up. It's like, you know, because I'm fascinated by watching this guy destroy himself and just behave so like abhorrently and like in a way that you don't, you would never expect anyone to ever behave like that, least of all a store centre. Yeah. And there are tons of movies which is just people falling apart, which sort of, you know, it's more about the performance than it is the, yeah. the actual story. So he gets a pass from me like on sort of just like a few box tickers. Okay. Like, and, and I think 
There's so many silly scenes like that are just fun to watch. Well, we, we've just gone past the scene where um, Opal, the sex worker Opal, appears. Oh yeah, played by three-time Academy Award nominee <laughs> and one-time Oscar winner Octavia Spencer. <laughs> Thank God for her. Who didn't shit for a week last time he called her over? <laughs> it's like wow, uh, she got out of this all right. She did, yeah. I mean, yeah. In the next section, he does spiral a bit because he gets hammered and he tears up. Thurman Merman's advent calendar. Which, like you said, they added. Though, Which they added, but yeah. it's brilliant because Great. it's so brutal because you think he's actually a little bit on a bit of a redemptive path. And if you were being really um, sort of predictable story about it, he would be starting to change his ways a little bit, but he looks like he is and then he gets smashed and he does something horrible, which is good. Mm. Uh, because you're not expecting it. Um, and then he replaces it, which is a Todd Phillips thing as well. So that that wasn't in there before. Um, I mean, and I, but I do think that works because it's, it's weird that that wasn't in there before because I know that it's brave and bold to have a bad Santa that does not change. But at the same time, if he doesn't do something different, even just one thing different, you don't have a story. You have a snapshot of someone's life. But and does. that's a bit more avant-garde than anything. He does do different things. Like, I mean, for me, the beating heart of this movie, of this story is this guy, Willie's relationship with Thurman. And like the fact that he is such a selfish, self-centered man who is like, it's nice that he doesn't just start to warm up to the kid like gradually that because he's a fucking drunk, he'll have moments where he suddenly does something tender in a scene, but then two seconds later, he's an absolute cunt to him again. Yeah. And I like that. I think that's interesting. Like the fact that it doesn't sort of go, Oh look, he's gradually becoming a nicer guy. And like, because he's becoming a father figure to this kid, the randomness of it, which fits with someone who's an alcoholic it's really like quite interesting to watch. Yeah, I agree. With you. I do see what you're saying. I just think I wanted it to be like Lethal Weapon, where you can still have a person who's on a downward spiral and has got nothing left, but manages to contrive a really engaging buddy comedy heist kind of thing out of not a heist, mm. but you know what I mean, like a cops and robbers kind of thing out of that, out of a bad, not a bad person, but someone with troubles. Mm. Yeah, I know what you mean, but that would that would make it. I feel that we've seen that movie and I think the fact that this people really go fucking hell this movie like I'm watching it with Nettie she's like this is what the fuck is this to have that it has to sort of not fit that mold because yeah. we've seen that and it's the unpredictability of this movie from scene to scene and the like you say I mean the story beats I think that unpredictability makes it quite exciting to it's watch. Not, it is predictable. It just does the same things. But that in itself... I mean, we're probably we're talking about the same thing. You're, I think we you're are, saying yeah. in order for it not to be predictable, it's unpredictable. I'm saying it's the same, so therefore it's predictable. But you think that's breaking the mould. I think because it doesn't follow yes. the structure of a, 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 a movie yes. particularly well, <laughs> yeah. I think that in itself is quite exciting to watch. I think I agree with what you're saying. I just think sometimes they tease us with like, we're, we're flirting with this idea. So when he tries to um, poison himself with carbon monoxide in the car, mm. but then it's it, you can see what's going to happen. Thurman turns up, Thurman's got a black eye and you know that the writers are going to go, he's not going to complete this suicide mission because he's going to be pissed off that Thurman got beaten up and he's going to do something about it. So then when they deliver on that, that does feel really satisfying. So it's like you're flirting with structure mm. and then you're, you're ghost in structure for a while. <laughs> so I do think this scene, I love this scene where he he doesn't, he gets out of the car and he goes to the bullies and he beats the shit out of them. And then when he's talking to Marcus, it's so brilliant the way he's like, you know, I've, I did something today. Mm. I beat up some kids. I've, and got, I, I've got a purpose. I've got mm. a purpose. And that is true. <laughs> you, you feel good for him. Hurting kids is my purpose. Yeah, even though he's beating up some horrible kids. But it's very funny that he's saying those things. But also you're like, good for you, mm. Willie. It is, and it, that's really clever to be able to do that. Um, the boxing lesson is next. I don't. I just don't find that funny. I'm sorry. Like it's not that funny. It does get kicked in the balls. Whatever. Not funny. But I do think that I think there's a there's a hint here of what the script for me must have been and could have been more throughout when Thurman gives him the present, which is a wooden pickle stained with blood. Like mm-hmm. that's really weird and very very funny. Well, what I like about it is because Thurman keeps offering to make him sandwiches through the film. And that's I think that's because his grandma, all she can do is make him sandwiches. She's not really there. Yeah. And so that's what he sees as as expressing love for someone else is making them sandwiches. So that's why he keeps wanting to make him sandwiches. And then I suddenly clocked, oh, a pickle goes in a sandwich. It's all connected yeah. to what he thinks love is. <laughs> that's Even if it's a bloodstained pickle, he's making something <laughs> to do with a sandwich. I mean, it is just so weird that it's got his blood on it. Um, I cried in the pickle scene. Did 
with you. Brilliant. Yeah, of course. I think it's great. I think it's great. Would uh, you have good, cried more? I good night, be... Santa's sister. What's <laughs> 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 he... oh, lock the fucking door? Like, have some decency. But, <laughs> but it's, it's that thing. It's the fact that like Thurman is just oblivious to what is going on. Yeah. Billy Bob Thornton has Sue's pants in his teeth. Yeah. And he brings him the pickle that he cut his hand open making in an earlier scene. And then Billy Bob Thornton is sort of just like holding it. And she's like, I think she's like, shall we carry on? And he's like, yeah, I'm kind of tired now. I'm a bit tired. They could have used it. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) You know why they don't make those things out of wood. (laughs) If he sanded it well enough, I mean. That's the unrated version. Yeah, a decent varnish should be absolutely fine. Exactly. You want to really sand that down, get a nice varnish on it. Get get the blood off. Get get the blood off. Get your blood off. Get a nice pattern out on that and you'd be safe. Do you not think the fact that you can find that, like he does nothing really, he just sort of of straddles her, he's straddling her still, holding the pickle and you're like, you get it from his performance alone. Like exactly like the fact that something is managed to touch his yes. broken heart yes I do get that I, I mean I, I'm, sorry to, I'm sorry to be annoying but I think they sort of fumble this moment a bit I was expecting Billy Bob snaps I'm not Santa Claus stop banging on at me and the kid goes yeah I know that but mm. I want a present from you as a friend and it's mm. like well that's not what you said 10 minutes ago you said you didn't give me a present last year so you did think he was Santa Claus the obvious maybe it's too obvious the isn't way I would do it I feel like Thurman's pretending isn't he he's supposed to say in that scene I'm not Santa Claus and Thurman says not angrily I know that I've been pretending to protect your feelings you fucking idiot I've known all along but mm. it seems to make you feel good so let's just carry on with this thing it's for you that I, I thought guess. that was implied I just missed it right no I don't know if it even is implied because Thurman's not that smart a yeah. kid to actually but he knows he's not that. Santa he says he, I know you're not Santa so he's known he's not Santa he's just been playing along with this because it makes him feel better and he thinks it makes Billy Bob feel better I don't think when he, he thinks... says goodnight Santa's sister he doesn't really think that's Santa's sister but I don't think he's doing it because it makes Billy Bob feel better I think he's doing it because it makes him feel better okay Anyway, I would have done it the other way around. Like it makes Billy Bob feel better, and that's the thing that touches him. It's like, oh, someone did all this because they could see what a mess I am, and it has worked, and I do feel something, and all the rest of it. Um. Anyway, Marcus and Lois kill Bernie Mac in what I would say is a change of tone that's surprising even <laughs> yes. for this film. Yeah. Well, it feels like it feels like it's something out. You know, uh, they said that the Cohen brothers. Um, took out took out some of the more horrible jokes, put in some of the more horrible swearing. This feels like a moment from a Coen Brothers film, yeah, doesn't it? It feels like something out of Fargo. It's the wood chipper scene in Fargo, yeah. It just, yeah. yeah. just said Fargo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I picked the wood chipper scene specifically. <laughs> um, the famous, one. Yeah, yeah, the big one, yeah, yeah. That's why I picked it. Um, I agree with you. Okay. On this point, I, I I don't mind it. I'm not saying I'm against I, it. What version did you watch? I watched the theatrical cut. So I swear this was a different version I watched this time because in the version I saw, I swear that they run over his head as the way of killing him or like like or drive into his face yeah, or he's, something. He's, yeah, they, they drive into him. He's, he's propped up against the car and they drive the car, yes. they truck into him. Yeah, That's yeah. not what um, I saw. The version I saw, he gets electrocuted. They squash him, but it doesn't finish him off so they take the jump lead. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, sorry, yeah. That's the, that's the theatrical cut, yeah. Okay, but there's another version where they run over his head, I'm sure. Or okay. smash into his head. I, I haven't watched them. Okay. There, there are three versions of this film, though. Okay. Well, there's a theatrical cut. There's a there's an unrated version that everyone seems to hate, and that that just put in a bunch of swearing that Zweigoff had taken out because he just said it stopped being funny. Yeah. And then there's um there's this version that I think we all watched. So then we're in the um we're in the department store. We're going to rob the safe. I mean, this again. This is just my thing. But um, Billy Bob meets a safe that can't be cracked. And he's like, oh shit, it's the whatever it is. It's, the, so- it's the, it's the, you know, the name of the safe. No. It's the Kitna Boy safe. Oh shit, yes. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Specifically for you, Alex. Oh, yeah. So the yeah. Kitna Boy safe. A shame. I just can't believe I missed that. So it can't be cracked. And so I was like, okay, well, here we are. What's going to happen here is Billy Bob, really is going to have to draw on a skill that the kid taught him, or he's going to have to draw on a skill that Marcus taught him. He's going to have to learn a lesson super sharp and super quick in order to crack this safe. Or better, he's going to remember, you can use a voiceover, because obviously everyone's given up and just use a fucking voiceover, where he's like, I hate my dad and I'm becoming my dad, but in doing so, I know this thing and cracks the safe. And he's like, oh yeah, now I can just do it. What the fuck? Like, you can't just be like, here is a thing I can't do. I think that's the joke. That's the funny joke. It's like, you would have this big scene where he's, he, like, Marcus gives his big speech and it's like, are you telling me after all this? He's like, no, it's just going to take a bit longer. <laughs> That's the joke. 
It doesn't need anything else. It's a scene just for the, that joke. And then he cracks the, yeah, the scene. Yeah, but it's patches and it's unfair. I get what you're saying, but do that all the way through because then the police turn up Billy Bob Thornton wants to get the kid his elephant and then he tries to ram in this message about Marcus and Lois. They've, they, they get the shit. They've ruined Christmas. They're consuming... They're, he says, you people are monsters. So he's suddenly got yeah. a thing that he's learned, which is Christmas is not about consumerism. So you can't have that in one scene, but then in another, a real teaching moment is about to happen and it doesn't happen, like, for the yeah. sake of a joke. I mean, I I like the safe scene. I don't. I, I didn't buy the him t- talking to them about having so much shit scene. I didn't really understand why that was there. Cause yeah, that that felt genuinely at odds with everything that had gone before. Yeah, in terms of who he was, it's like where did that come from? And also, they you know they they're robbing the safes to get the money. And I would get it if Marcus and Lois were slowing things down because they want to get the shit. But that didn't really seem to be there either. So whatever. And just. Completely apropos of nothing. That line, uh, they say he can get into anything. They say he's been in Margaret Thatcher's pussy. That was upsetting. That's a big line. Yeah. That's ballsy. That mm. just went, that went. I was like, oh! <gasps> <laughs> You're not allowed to say that. I know. Why are the was it Americans? What are you thinking? <laughs> it's very triggering for us. So Willie runs. There's a shootout. And Santa Claus is gunned down, taking a toy to his only friend in the world. It's beautiful. And it does look good, yeah. It's it great. Looks good. Really beautiful. He's just trying to get that stuffed pink elephant to yeah. Thurman. And it's that's great. A, I, I get emotional at that bit. Yeah, because he's gone on some sort of arc. Mm. So if you're going to send him on yeah, an arc. About an hour and a half arc, yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so then some fucking bullshit voiceover, which I still don't understand, about how... He's not going to prison for at least two robberies. What do you want? Do you want a happy ending or not? Do you want him to die? Do you want him to stay in jail? Do you want him to stay incarcerated? I don't. I want him to be like coming back to see that kid who clearly loves him, whose own dad's in jail and they have a relationship and they've bonded and I want him out. So excuse me for not giving a fuck whether or not the police department would go, well, they've made me a supervisor or whatever. I don't care at that point. I'm just like, he's not dead. That's brilliant. He's kind of happy. That's brilliant. Yeah. Give so, me my warm, cuddly ending. All right, well, what about this? Which, again, I don't know why it got to me so much. So apart from the barmaid, she's looking after Thurman just because, whatever. But then Billy Bob has got Thurman a T-shirt and you're like, oh, this is going to be fun. And it says, shit happens when you party naked, which is not even a callback. No one's ever been naked. No one's ever worn a fucking T-shirt or been or done any partying at any point. Fuck off script. Go away script. Yes. Like, that's yeah, bullshit. Yeah, I agree. That's, that's yeah. It's a uh, funny T-shirt for a kid to wear. Though. It, it is, is a funny T-shirt, funny but it's, that is an open goal. Yeah. You're like, call back to mm. something. Yeah, like a, a, a bigger wooden pickle. Yes. <laughs> or have a naked party. Or a, a Whatever. Mm. Have a naked party with a child. Yeah, what's wrong Why with not? You? <laughs> <laughs> Christmas at my house. <laughs> um, so sorry about all that. That's all I have. It's all right. There's a lot to unpack there, Victoria. I'm a big fan of that film. And yes, I just called you Victoria. I know you hate it. <laughs> I, I stopped like, hearing it. It's like a moment to call you Victoria. <laughs> so you admit you do do it to annoy me. No, Not that you actually no, don't know I what my name no, is. <laughs> I know. I, I, know I, I like calling you Victoria. All right, cool. I don't think I've got any more. I feel like that was... No, okay, sorry. I forgot what my job was then. Um... You, 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 you've done that twice now. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to have words afterwards. Did it? Have I really? There will be a reprimand. Mm. I just sort of relaxed and then forgot that I had... It's all right. <laughs> your, your work isn't done. It, it's not all right. It's fine. It's fine. It's not fine. Okay. Um... We'll talk in the pub. Okay. <laughs> An HR issue. Okay, Chris, what was your best scene? I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, because this I, film is so awesome. I, it's just it's just so all over the place. I, you know, so many one-liners are like. But I think generally, I like the scenes when uh, when Willie gets frustrated with the kid, and actually, it's the one that Alex was quoting and referencing. The one that and ends with with Willie saying, "God damn it, are you fucking with me?" Because it's just so bizarre the things that the kid's saying, and it's so funny watching him get frustrated. That he, he, uh, I feel like that captures the movie. Even when he's not as well. Even when the kid's like he's like passed out on the bed, and he's like. You want me to make you some sandwiches? And he's sort of half asleep. Oh, oh fucking sandwiches. <laughs> it's great. What about you? Uh, there's a really good scene. I'm not sure if you mentioned it. I think you might have said you loved it. I can't remember. Uh, shot by Todd Phillips where they punch each other in the balls. 
fucking it's hilarious. Funny. It's funny. Why is it so I nearly, I nearly said when you were saying it, it's just not funny. I said, well, you've never been punched in the balls. <laughs> True. It is funny. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I, look, I wish I didn't find it as funny as I did. I remember thinking, oh, V's going to have a field day with this. But I fucking love it. It's I thought it was just, funny. And I think a lot of the stuff that Todd Phillips shot and they added in, I don't think is right. But that, even though it's incongruous, I think it is funny. Okay, it's, it's that, just very basic, isn't it's it? It's that or the pickle scene. Uh, that pickle scene. It's either end of the spectrum. It's either yeah. smashing each other in the balls or finding <laughs> sentiment in a wooden pickle. One of those, like either end. <laughs> Mine is Santa dead on the floor with this elephant and his cold, outstretched hands. I think it's really good. It looks very cinematic as yeah. well, compared and to and it a lot does of kind stuff. of make the voice. I was ragging on the voiceover, but it almost kind of works because he's like the police department. You know, didn't feel too good about themselves after like shooting an unknown Santa and it, that sort of makes it all right. Mm. What was your most valuable whatever, Alex? Uh, Brett Kelly, aka Thurman Merman. Um, I just think my logic here, and I did try and work it out, is because I do enjoy Billy Bob Thornton in this movie, um, uh, but every single scene that he is genuinely laugh out loud funny in features Brett Kelly as Thurman Merman mm. and therefore Brett Kelly as Thurman Merman is what makes Billy Bob Thornton's character funny in this movie. So my MVW is Brett Kelly, a.k.a. Merman Thurman. <laughs> Fair enough. What about you? I can't believe the actress who plays Lois was Julie, Ross's girlfriend in Friends. Oh, yeah. That's mad. I'm not picking her. I just she wanted to say that. Uh, but her boyfriend, uh, who's played by Tony Cox, I think Tony Cox does a very good job in this film. He's very funny. He's the thing I remember most from it. And I'm picking him. Um, Tony Cox is also mine. I think he made me laugh the most. Cohen brothers were wrong. Yeah. Um, what would you change, Alex? Uh, the weird Vietnam reference when he's attacked and maybe about to be anally raped in the car park. Um, as I said earlier, for all the sort of horribleness that this film does, that scene just doesn't play for yeah. me. What about you? Um, and also, there shouldn't be a fucking sequel. Have you seen the sequel? I have not. Oh my god, is it bad? Unwatchable. Okay, and I, you know, like you have a high bar, yeah, and but low bar. I think you should watch it. And then just to understand, to reappraise re <laughs> yeah. this, like judge, judge what, it. Did they do it again? They just swerve the story. It's not written by the same uh, okay. writers. It's um, it's it's a bad sequel. Like, <laughs> just, like and you know my fucking my bar is low. <laughs> I, if I have to turn something off, it means it's really dog bad. shit. <laughs> Literal dog shit on my screen. Um. So I wrote this down before I did my research. Right. Uh, for my change. Um, and I'm going to fundamentally disagree with Alex here because I wrote down he should die at the end. And that is what the director's cut is. The director's cut is ends with him getting shot, um, hitting the deck, and then the final scene is the kid scrubbing Willie's blood off the porch. Awful. And I think <laughs> a film that is this dark uh, needs an ending like that. Mm. I do not need a positive ending uh, to this story. I don't think it's... It's what Terry Zweigoff wanted. Well, it obviously isn't. I don't think it's what the Coen brothers wanted. This feels like something that the Weinstein slapped on there to give people a smile. Yeah. Right. They were right. Yeah. And you don't hear that very often. <laughs> That's true. About one of them. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just... Um, if you've made your point. You've said your, you've said I know, your piece. I'm just, I'm just I'm, saying I'm I disagree really with it. Interested, I'm really interested to know how you I, think... I like an unhappy ending. Okay. And I feel like this is one of the few Christmas movies that earns it. Because it is a happy ending. He Don't finally... look at me to fill in now. I've, I've literally, I've made my point. And he's, also, it is a happy ending. Because he changed. Yes, yeah. he did the right thing. I, I prefer the voiceover. Well, my change is not contentious. I just think, I, just, I don't think you should kill Bernie Max. It just sticks out. It's really weird. So pretend he's dead. So Marcus should say to Willie, oh, he's dead. Don't worry about him. And then Marcus has switched sides and they've both stitched him up. So it's Bernie Mac that calls the police and gets Willie arrested. Because Willie's like, why is the police here? Oh, it's the kid. And I was like, oh, I don't know if he would do that to you. Like he's he's got the letter. I don't think that he was... did it on I, I, I it's a weird moment because I was like, what does, what do you mean it was the kid? And I because I'd forgotten about the letter. Yeah. But it, it, he I think he's done it by accident. Like he doesn't realise that like he's meant to hold on to the letter okay, and he's just sort of gone, oh, he wanted me to give it to the police. It'd just be fun if Marcus is like, right, we're going to go, oh, wait, I'm double crossing you and here is my new friend, Bernie Mac. Like mm. that's, that would, and because then you lose that weird execution scene, which doesn't feel quite right. Yeah, I like it though. It's just, again, it's like, what is this movie doing? Yeah. I find shit like that exciting. I may be wrong. <laughs> that's it. We're done. 
All right then. I think have I forgotten anything? No, I don't think so. Now I'm nervous because oh, I know I'm in on, trouble. Now, now you've ruined the ending. Now you've ruined <laughs> the ending. Now. We were fine then. <laughs> All right then. Miracle on 34th Street versus Bad Santa. It's time for the verdict. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. So these were Chris's choices. Ooh, I forgot. <laughs> hey, we'll have so. words in the pub, AV. <laughs> I know you can give it, can't I'll you? But unbelievable. punch myself in the face when we get there. <laughs> um, I'll make myself have a double. Um, so, Alex, you go first. Uh, right then. Uh, so, two very different store Santas. Uh, I'd obviously much prefer to sit on Richard Attenborough's knee. And uh, Miracle is the kind of movie that I think I'd I really love. At Christmas because it is it's heartwarming it's sentimental Richard Ambra as Santa Claus is just perfect the kids on his knee all those scenes oh so good <sighs> I watched Bad Santa on a hangover it made me feel really fucking sick um, however I do think I I really think Bad Santa actually beats Miracle on 34th Street in the sentimental stakes as well. I cried more at Wooden Pickle than I did at <laughs> anything in Miracle on 34th Street. Then you actually add to that the beautiful moment where he's trying to get the pink elephant to Thurman at the end and he's gunned down. Which Perfect means... endings. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get this voiceover oh! afterwards and it turns out he's fine. And there's a hilarious T-shirt gag. Oh, it's so funny. He's so funny. But it gets it on the sentiment. It gets it on the comedy. Bad Santa, hands down, is my winner. I, it's uh, it's going to become a regular watch for me every year now. Vicky. So I think... Um, I think <gasps> Jeopardy. I think <laughs> Miracle on 34th Street. I don't think it's perfect because I don't think we get to court soon enough. And the romance stuff is just so odd and off and like wrong foots you because... Is you know I thought he was a dad, and then I thought they were together, and not. And it, it takes you out of the film for quite a long time. But I think Richard Attenborough's goodness is more appealing than Billy Bob Thornton's badness. Um, and I said it, you know, very vociferously. My main issue with Bad Santa is I think there's a willful swerving of better structures that are right in front of you. And I don't think I don't think that's cool. I think if you're going to do a Christmas film, an intentional swerving of better structures. Yeah, but yeah. it's a Hollywood. It's made by the fucking Weinstein's for Miramax, and it's got a massive star in it. So I don't you you go into that expecting <laughs> <laughs> brave, very bold. So I just think it's fun, but it's not nutritious in that way. It's fun, but it's not satisfying. And it is fun to watch him do his thing. But I wanted it to be a Lethal Weapon with Father Christmas and an elf. So Miracle on 34th Street wins for me for seeming recognisably like a fucking story. So there you go. All right then, Chris. Your mm. week, your final call. So I went into this liking Miracle on 34th Street a lot more than Bad Santa. Um, but... You know, watching them back to back, both of these films seem to be about Santa Claus, but they're really about family. And I'm kind of with Alex on this because on the surface, Miracle is the sweet one. Watching it this time, I think it's horribly manipulative and I don't buy the way that family forms at the end of the movie. Uh, it feels more wrong than the fucked up family we get in Bad Santa, uh, which, while horribly dysfunctional, is a family that I actually buy into and actually quite like and think is quite sweet. And so because of that truth, I'm going with Bad Santa. Yeah! <laughs> and I've shocked myself. Have you shook? Listen, I've disappointed myself because of that truth. I'm going with bad Santa. Yeah, this when this podcast is all dust in years to come, yeah. I'll play that bad Santa. In the nursing home. Bad Chris, Santa rings much more true. Than come Miracle back to us, Chris. Street. Listen to you saying this fucking mad thing a few years ago. <laughs> Watch it again. You'll see. Oh, I'm pleased. What is a lie? I felt after Bad Santa, I thought he was going to go with Miracle on 34th Street. So I'd, I'd already started writing my little bit of like, oh, we haven't we had one of these for a while. My little tantrum. No, it's, it's genuinely like, I, until today, I thought this was a slam dunk all week. I, I've, until like you gave that opinion of Bad Santa, I've never met anyone who doesn't think it's fucking brilliant. Really? Yeah. Oh, I don't. Sorry. <laughs> you voted for it. I did. For the, for the moment, you do. it's truthful. Okay. Bad Santa is our winner. Congratulations to all involved. Good. So if you haven't already, uh, oh no, that's I've got ahead of myself. Right, that's one each. We're uh -oh. back to back to parity. <laughs> back to parity. Back to parity. Back to parity. What's happened to us? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Fucking Christmas, isn't it? Right then, here we go. Uh, so Victoria, yeah. uh, it is your choice for next week. Yeah. You gave us a clue on Monday. What was the clue? The clue was: there's no place like an empty nest. Just ask the pigeons. 
What movies are we doing next week? Uh, I've just realised that I do know. <laughs> God, what a fucking professional. Yeah. Bear with. So, um, Chris. So we're back out of parity. <laughs> yes. Victoria yeah, gets a talking yeah. to. How is that my fault? <laughs> For you not being organised. All right, so Chris, you're watching Home Alone. Alex, watching I don't know Home it. Alone. I don't know it. What? 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 <laughs> Say it again. What? What? Well, it's an auteur movie um, okay. with the, the involvement of John Hughes. Home Alone? Structurally Home Alone. all over the place. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, I didn't interrupt you. What's the second film? Uh, Alex is going to watch Home Alone 2. Ah. We're all going to watch it. Yeah, we've had a lot of requests for this, so I think it's going to be a bit of a crowd pleaser. But we are yeah. finally doing, we talked about doing it last year. Yes. We are finally doing Home Alone versus Home Alone 2. Do you know where they are on? Did yes, you? I do. They are on TV. Amazon. They're all on Disney. They're all they're on Disney. Disney. Disney bought Fox. They're and all they're on Disney. On, they're on Prime because I watched them. So that, and I, I paid money. So all right, lovely stuff. Are. Do your homework. It's Home Alone versus Home Alone Two for our final Merry Clashmas countdown holiday season festive special. Enjoy. In the meantime, if you haven't already subscribed to us, please do so on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your pods. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at ClashPod. Back on Monday with Home Alone. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. This was a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. 